Hey friends, welcome back. Uh, thanks for coming to episode two, joining us again. Uh, this is Stansable. We're a podcast that looks at stories and the meaning that they give to our lives. We like to think about the relationship between narrative and music and poetry and hopefully learn something, experience something neat uh, in the overlap there. I am one of your hosts, Thor McCarthy. And I'm your other host, Dylan Kirsten. This week, I will be hearing a story from Thor. Uh, he'll be telling me a story, and I'll be asking him some questions along the way. When he's done with that story, we'll talk about potential meanings that we are feeling from the story. And finally, we will choose a poem, and Thor will read that poem as I improvise on the piano behind him. So better hold on to your socks, my friends, because it's story time. This is the story of the most terrified I have been for my life. So this story begins at my house and I was living at my parents' house and a friend of ours from Canada was staying over for the weekend. Uh, his name was Jeff and so it was my brother Luke and I and Jeff were, we were up late hanging out uh, and it kind of got dark. Um, and it was a very cloudy night. How late are we talking? I not you know late by uh, <laughs> by going to bed uh, at ten o'clock kind of standard. So okay. I would say it was it was evening, uh, but it felt like the middle of the night. Okay, got to set the tone. And so we got bored anyway, and uh, we decided to go for a walk. And we we kind of live out in the backwoods area. Um, there's not a whole lot of houses around. There's roads. And some houses, but there's a lot of woods as well. And so I decided to go for this walk. And it's dark. There's no moon or stars you can see. And for the most part, we kind of stuck to the main road um, for a few minutes. And then we, we were walking and walking. And we get to this side road that uh, splits off. And it's kind of one of those creepy old roads that... Uh, there's not a, there's street lights on the main road, but then you go down this road and it's like you can see maybe 200 yards ahead there's a street light, but in between there's just darkness and it's like old and windy and um, it's it's creepy. Mm -hmm. So we decided to start walking down this road, and we're walking and we're kind of chit chatting back and forth, and uh, the sound of our feet on the pavement kind of covers over any noise that could be heard. Uh, but just slowly as we start walking, I start hearing something in the background, um, something almost imperceptible. Hmm. And so I, I stick out my arm and, and stop Luke and Jeff and I say, hey, wait, hang on a second. Wait, listen, do you hear that? And as soon as we stopped and we all got very, very quiet and immediately heard thump, 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 thump. And I was so terrified. It... It was an animal charging at us. That's what it had to have been. Like, mm -hmm. that's what the noise was, was big. And it, and it wasn't a small animal, like a, like a badger or something. Yeah. It was big. It was, like, uh, heavy and big. And I didn't have time to think. In fact, I had no thoughts whatsoever. And before I could decide what to do about this animal charging, I was running away as fast as I could mm -hmm. up the hill. Like, I just turned around and sprinted in the other direction. And Luke and Jeff... Uh, saw me turn around and sprint and they, you know, took them a few seconds, but then they started running as well. And we were just all running as fast as we could back to the main road and we kept going. 
uh, and then finally slowed down to a walk. And I was like, man, what, what was that? Like, what do you guys think that was? What? And they were like, I don't know. Like Jeff said, you know, I just started running cause you started running. I didn't really hear much. And Luke was like, man, it sounded like a whole pack of wolves lapping up water with tongues the size of pillows. <laughs> and I was like, no, guys, clearly that was an animal charging at us, okay? It could yeah. have been like a boar or a bear or maybe just a big old heavy deer, but it was something. And, uh, you know, we disagreed on what it was. So we went back to the house, we went to bed and came back the next day. We're like, all right, we got to find the prints, you know, mm-hmm. there, it, whatever it was left, must have left, left tracks as it ran. So we went back to the spot and we walked down uh, to where we started to hear it. And as we got close, we started to hear a noise again. Mm-hmm. And we got to the spot and stood still and heard thump, 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 thump. And Wait, is this at night again? No, this is the middle of the day. The oh. next day, it's bright daylight. And I, I honestly, my heart started p- pumping again. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's that sound. And it sounded like something was charging at us. And so we traced it to the source. It was about, you know, 50 feet off the road. There was a big puddle uh, that just had natural gas or, or something bubbling up through the water and making a thump, thump, thump noise. Oh. And so, of course, it was absolutely nothing that had frightened us. But the really weird thing about so wait, this the steps getting yeah. closer was just you getting closer to the thing. No, we were standing still. It was it was just pure my brain imagination made me think it was getting closer. Gotcha. But the sound of it was it was like running footsteps. Yeah. And the weird thing was that I didn't stop and think about it. Like I didn't decide. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna run away. Like, it, you know, when you touch like a hot pan and yeah. you just jerk, it was exactly like that, like a reflex motion um, that I couldn't stop, that my body turned around and sprinted away. Because even if I had thought it was an animal, if I was thinking properly, you know, I was in the Boy Scouts. So I know you're not supposed to just turn and run yeah. when, if there's an animal running at you. That's like the wrong thing to do. Right. Um, but I have never been in less control of my body. Mm. Um even if I wanted to stand still or say something or think about it or do anything, like I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I had no choice, no control over my body. I literally turned and started sprinting and it was many seconds later, um, before I even could, could choose to stop. Mm -hmm. So that was a very bizarre experience for me to, to recognize that my subconscious you know, animal brain was like in control of my body when, mm-hmm. when my thoughts weren't. Um, and I, I literally thought I was going to die. Yeah. I, I thought I was being charged by a ravenous animal. <laughs> and um, did Luke or Jeff at all share like anything of that? <laughs> no. They both, their experience was they heard something weird and then I started running and they were kind of scared, but it wasn't like, it was, it was, a legitimate hey there's a noise that i don't recognize that's kind of weird and now you know thor's running yeah uh kind of scare so they were just kind of following my lead right um but for me that noise just like triggered my brain to think i am in imminent danger and no time no time to have thoughts about this you know just move muscles now dang yeah and yeah it, it was it was weird um so now I, I know that in a crisis situation, I am not reliable uh, if I'm that afraid. Yeah. 
thing. Hmm. Was it like um? What what was the feeling like when you saw what the noise was the first time? Um. Well, like I said, when I when I heard the noise in the daylight, even then, like my brain knew like it's daylight it's the next day obviously whatever like this is not another animal charging me but when i heard the noise like and i was prepared for it i it still like wigged me out because the last time i heard the noise i interpreted it as something charging me so it was a weird feeling and then to go and like see the bubbles through the water that was thumping and for my brain to like recognize that as the source of the sound um it just totally changed the character of the noise as soon as i had a visual on it Mm -hmm. uh i i didn't perceive it as a threat anymore because my my brain was like oh i'm not being charged by a wild boar there's bubbles (laughs) friendly bubbles dang nothing to be afraid of here and did you at any point ever think it was like a human charging at you or is it were the sounds too loud it was too loud it was too too big okay because if I were you in that situation, if I heard it like during the daylight again, in my mind, I've been trying to put myself in your body in this story. And I would I would picture like if it was during the day, like a man running at me with a hatchet. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's, that's <laughs> No, it was too big. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why I responded that way and, and Luke and Jeff didn't is that I generally I'm a little bit afraid of the dark anyway. Same. Kinda, yeah. Kind of have a fear of the dark. So walking through the dark um on this back road like my body was already like tensed and prepared for something unexpected like i was already on high alert just for Mm -hmm. you know the scary dark woods at night um whereas i think jeff and luke would have been a little bit more relaxed and able to handle new new input uh reasonably my body was just like ready to to react at a a hair trigger Hmm. so some meanings that I'm getting from this right now. Um, first of all, um, like as you were expressing, just like the coming to terms with the animal part of our bodies, and mm-hmm. like just the yeah the part of our existence that um, we we doesn't doesn't live in our head and that we don't have as much control over as we think we do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I'm hearing, and then also like. Um, what it's like to be in a situation where you're already like you're i mean this is what you're just saying but where you're already fearful and how like something small can trigger like an extreme response and like mm-hmm. i don't know maybe this allowed you i don't know if you've thought of it in this way but allowed you to like empathize with like victims of trauma in some way mm. and just like you know you just being in the dark already puts you at some level of um tense tenseness is that a word uh yeah tensity (laughs) tension (laughs) tension yeah tension and then um yeah that's the sound of of a loud water oil situation like freaked you out and similarly just you know someone near an environment where they have experienced some sort of traumatic event like something that isn't really anything could also could also set that strike up. fear yeah yeah and i i mean i certainly wouldn't say that i was traumatized in any way but right but the but even in that mildly traumatic physical experience of like being you know rushed with all the adrenaline you know after the hearing that noise and then the next day when it was a safe environment heard the noise 
and still had a similar physical response. So mm-hmm. that's an interesting connection that I never thought of before. Yeah. Um, what, what meaning did you do you draw from this? Um, I think that's that's a good piece of meaning. The you know coming to grips with the you know animal nature of, mm-hmm. of my being and how uh, a lot of what I think of as myself is not really under my control yeah. uh, so much as I like to think. That's a, a big theme that, that could be used to, to find a poem. I think uh, also just fear. Um, fear and coming to, to grips with the fear and uh, reacting to fear, fearful situations. Uh, any of those would be good, good yeah. themes to play upon. Fear's crazy, man. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. you think that's a, enough to go on for us to yeah, I think search we out be a poem? Able to find a poem. All right. Thanks for sharing that story. Of course, and just in time for uh, Halloween. Yeah, and I got, I mean, I got secondhand fear thinking about that being in your situation. Again, I pictured an axe man <laughs> approaching me, because I also do not like the dark. Excellent. Well, hopefully, our our listeners will be. Uh, get themselves in a nice spooky mood for this poem that we've got coming up after a word from our sponsors and uh we'll scare them a little bit sounds good all right get spooked today's episode brought to you by mr meatball a dating platform for singles who only like to date at italian restaurants where their slogan is that's a spicy meatball mr meatball and by the george washington carver Local sculptor Jeremy Sampson carries on George Washington's tradition of loving wood by making exclusively wooden sculptures of our nation's first president, George Washington. Upon further review, we have selected a poem that touches on the themes of spookiness and sounds that induce fear. So without further ado, here's The Bells by Edgar Allan Poe. Hear the sledges with the bells, silver bells. What a world of merriment their melody foretells. How they tinkle, tinkle, tinkle in the icy air of night. While the stars that oversprinkle all the heavens seem to twinkle with a crystalline delight. Keeping time, time, time in a sort of runic rhyme from the tintinabulation that so musically wells. From the bells, 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 bells. From the jingling and the tinkling of the bells. Hear the mellow wedding bells, golden bells. What a world of happiness their harmony foretells. Through the balmy air of night, how they ring out their delight. From the molten golden tones and in tune, what a liquid ditty floats to the turtle dove that listens while she gloats on the moon. Oh, from out the sounding cells, what a gush of euphony voluminously swells. How it swells, how it dwells on the future, how it tells of the rapture that impels to the swinging and the ringing of the bells, bells, bells. Of the bells, 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 to the rhyming and the chiming of the bells. Hear the loud alarm bells, brazen bells. What a tale of terror now their turbulency tells. 
in the startled ear of night, how they scream out their affright. Too much horrified to speak, they can only shriek, shriek out of tune in a clamorous appealing to the mercy of the fire, in a mad expostulation with the deaf and frantic fire, leaping higher, 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 with desperate desire and a resolute endeavor. Now, now to sit or never by the side of the pale-faced moon. Oh, the bells, bells, bells. What a tale their terror tells of despair. How they clang and clash and roar. What a horror they outpour on the bosom of the palpitating air. Yet the ear it fully knows by the twanging and the clanging how the danger ebbs and flows. Yet the ear distinctly tells in the jangling and the wrangling how the danger sinks and swells by the sinking and the swelling or the anger of the bells, of the bells, of the bells, 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 and the clamor and the clangor of the bells. Hear the tolling of the bells. Iron bells, what a world of solemn thought their monotony compels. In the silence of the night, how we shiver with affright at the melancholy menace of their tone. For every sound that floats from the rust within their throats is a groan. And the people, ah, uh, the people, they that dwell up in the steeple all alone, and who tolling, tolling, tolling in that muffled monotone feel a glory in so rolling on the human heart a stone. They are neither man nor woman, they are neither brute nor human, they are ghouls, and their king it is who tolls, and he rolls, rolls rolls, rolls, a paean from the bells, and his merry bosom swells with the paean of the bells. And he dances, and he yells, keeping time, 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 in a sort of runic rhyme to the paean of the bells, of the bells. Keeping time, 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 in a sort of runic rhyme the throbbing of the bells, of the bells, 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 to the sobbing of the bells, keeping time, 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 as he knells, 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 in a happy runic rhyme, to the rolling of the bells, of the bells, 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 to the tolling of the bells, of the bells, 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 bells bells, 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 to the moaning and the groaning of the bell. Thanks for listening. See you next week for episode three. Keep it spooky.